to the nitty gritty. We're your hosts. My name is Alicia. And I'm Ash. And this past weekend was a very, very eventful Australian Grand Prix. There was a lot of red flags, lots of DNFs. So let's get into Well, before we get into it. <laughs> before that, actually. The Australian Grand Prix weekend was just insane. What was going on, like, in the paddock. Did you see all the weird photos, like, Max in a wig? Yeah. I was like, what is this? Who? I'm like, is this real or is this an edit question mark? Very much real. Yeah. It was supposed to be a mullet. He looked like a Karen. He did look like a Karen. It was like a, re- it was a, a really blonde, unbrushed out wig. With, like, the hat barely hanging on to the wig itself. Carlos and Charles were also doing some, like, weird, like, PR thing. And they were wearing those glasses. Yeah. That, like, you can see, you only see, like... I don't know, like, you can use them to, like, lay down and read. And they were playing... Oh, those, those ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they were, like, playing soccer and stuff, or football, with them on. Ugh, my favorite thing was that clip of, like, Yuki Frog jumping over the barricade. I thought that was so funny to me, because little, I just went, like, whoop, and he just jumped Ugh, over. He got some, like, height. That was crazy. Right? Joe's outfit on, I think it was Thursday or Friday, was so good. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, the denim. Yeah, no, I saw, we said this last episode, this man's fits are underrated. So good. Lewis's zebra outfit was kind of throwing me off. It's kind of good. It's kind of whatever. I don't know. I didn't like it that much. I disagree. (laughs) You didn't like it? I didn't like it. Okay, that's valid. (laughs) I didn't like it. It was something. Listen, after I saw those arms, I was like, damn. Did you see the video of the greeter at the front of the paddock that was, like, greeting all of them? And it was, like, something about the nightmare of the discerning housewife is what he said to Total Wolf and Total was huh? like what is a discerning housewife <laughs> you need to watch this video he told Pierre that he was wearing like an all white outfit or like cream outfit and he goes you're an explosion of cream and Pierre goes explosion of cream <laughs> you need to watch this video what it is so funny explosion of cream what is this um, cr- an Oreo commercial jeez I don't think that's what Pierre meant by explosion of cream a wink I can't the, you can't do the Charles effect. It's okay. That I'll is just so have it unfortunate. Me. Um, there was a cardboard cutout of like Charles, like full body, but it was like scaled down. It was Yuki sized. It was Yuki sized. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so right. It was a Yuki sized cardboard cutout. They were passing it around the crowd, trying to get it signed, but all these F two drivers signed it. Like <gasps> Arthur signed it, and all of them signed it. Someone signed his crotch. <laughs> I was like, who was this? Like I hope by it was. Pierre <laughs> I hope it crotch. was. Oh my gosh, on the crotch. I hope it was Arthur who did that. Or Charles, not Arthur. That'd be kind of weird a little. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I only have one brother, and I'm not a man, so I don't know the dynamic. Yeah. The surfing. The surfing pictures of the Alpine boys. Jack Duhan and Pierre. Mick was there, too, I think. Oh, my gosh. Mick looked so good. He looked so good. Mick gives Ken. Mick looks like Ken. The Ken doll? Yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah. He'd be a good Ken. Honestly... I came across a photo of someone that I live in residence okay. with, and I was like, you look like Mick Schumacher. I lived in residence with someone who looked like oh. Mick Schumacher. So, that was great. <gasps> Not a up. great guy. Not a great guy. Ash also bumped into someone look like, that looked like Danny oh, Rick over the weekend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're bringing up lookalikes. Oh, my gosh. I was near Ossington in Toronto, if you know where that is. And you do. I don't know if the listeners do. But we were there for my friend's birthday, and we were just waiting for the streetcar because it was taking forever. And there's like 20 of us. And we're waiting at the streetcar stop, and there's a restaurant there, and it has like a takeout window. And we're like, what is this? We're like looking, you can like see them working in the kitchen. So we start looking, and then we see the window, and we're like, oh my gosh, no. And we back away. This guy that we're with, he starts taking pictures with all the like cooks, and literally they open the window and they start taking pictures together. And this man who looks like Daniel Ricardo is taking pictures with like one of my friends, and I go, 
oh my gosh, you look like Daniel Ricardo. And he starts laughing. All of these, like, all of the kitchen people start coming towards the window and they're like, oh my gosh, show me the photo, show me the photo. I'm showing the picture of Daniel Ricardo. And this one guy comes out and he's like, oh, like, you're saying he looks like Daniel Ricardo, right? He's like, yeah, he gets it all the time. Like, he hates it. <gasps> I'm like, why do you hate it? That is a compliment. Daniel Ricardo is so good looking. And he was like, that's what I tell him. It's such a good compliment. Like, he's attractive like looking. Princess. Exactly. But this man, oh my gosh, Alicia, I ha- I cannot. He looked exactly like him, and he was very nice. He gave my friend free hummus for her birthday, <gasps> and like, free the, and like, then later I did some sleuthing because I'm crazy, and I found out he like is literally the chef at that restaurant, like the lead chef. Oh. So like, that was crazy. Actual so no, 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 no. We're not gonna go any into any more detail. Sorry, never mind. I'm scared if anyone ever sees this and they know what I'm talking about that I'm going to expose myself for being Joe Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yesterday a documentary came out about Max released a documentary yesterday. I didn't watch it. I don't remember what it's called. Something New about episode like... coming soon? Review of this documentary? But apparently like his whole family is being interviewed in it. Kelly's being interviewed in it. <laughs> Your face. Sorry. Wait, who released this? Via Play. They're on the sponsors on the car. So is it like about his like early life or is it about his race? no it's about like a, his championship stuff oh it's something about like something about a champ i don't know Do you something know of a something champion that he had asked for or was it something that they had pitched oh him? they have a lot of documentaries about him like they have a docuseries about him they have a docuseries about nick devries nick so i was like okay i think they're just trying to Interesting. get their check i wonder what this is like in comparison to a drive to survive like narrative like what this I know. And how Red Bull utilizes, like, whatever this is going to be, like, focused on Max and Drive to Survive. Yeah. yeah. That's a great question. Well, All I have to say is I don't know what was going on in Australia. It was actually, like, everyone was on something. No. It was, like, I don't know. It just felt like a fever dream, especially because it was, like, 3 o'clock in the morning for us while we were watching it. It was kind of just like, damn, I really want to go to bed. But literally, let's get into it, shall we? The free practice. Okay. First of all, back to Yuki, the pink pants he was wearing for free practice looked great. Loved it. I tuned in a little bit late, and Alex was sandwiched by the Astons, and I was like, Alex, what are you doing here? Ariana, what are you doing here? Ariana, what are you doing here? <laughs> Rez was having issues just throughout everything all the time, every day. He, like, near missed the wall a couple times during free practice, and then Max had reported, like, terrible gear shifts, and, like, we're a brake trouble, and, like, you can see this on, like, him exit in turn 11, and, like, had a little spin at turn 4. It was a little messy. Yeah, the spin, he was, like these tires are shit now like yeah. there were so many like lockout patches on what are they called i don't know flat patch i don't remember what they're called but it those tires were yeah. done everyone kept going off at like one i don't remember what corner it was but everyone was mowing the lawn everyone was going off yeah they, everyone was off track everyone was just that turn ate everybody the grass mowed there there was a lot of traffic and it was crazy like i don't know what was going on but apparently like, they red flagged it. Yeah. And apparently it was because there was a loss of circuit GPS. Oh. So they couldn't track where the cars were on the track. Oh. So it was causing a lot of issues with traffic and stuff because they didn't know where the drivers were. That makes that makes a lot of sense now. Oh, that's it. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So um, then, yeah, I guess they can't tell you how far ahead or how far behind someone is from you. So exactly. Kind of just, like, going based off of what they see. Exactly. And you can't really see... Anyway, Much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Logan's car shut off on the side of the track. He did pull up really well. I was like, okay, like, okay, intuition. Because his car shut off. Like, it just mm-hmm. stopped. It was done. 
The Williams said, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. But Lewis went second. Mm. That was crazy. That was pretty. So, yeah, they had worked on the car over the weekend. And I was like, damn, I haven't seen this in a while. Lewis, literally anywhere above, like, P5. haven't seen him in a hot second. They're faster than the Ferraris. Do you know how much pain that causes me? The session was red flagged again, I think, because of Logan's car. I don't remember, actually. But So I know in, like, P3, there was a red flag by the Marshalls because Nick DeVries' car parts were literally everywhere. I literally don't remember. I'm so sorry. This is the issue with these practices. They're so late at night Yeah. that I'm actually so exhausted whenever they happen. I have no clue what's going on. Some of this I'm just getting off after looking on the F1 app. Like, <laughs> what happened during this free practice when I wasn't there? When I was a zombie dead, not watching. Yeah. Also, back to mowing the lawn and free practice too, Lando had also mowed the lawn. And I'm like, how? He did it first. He did it before Max. <laughs> hey, Max is giving the track a little bit of a trim as well. Yeah. It started raining like 15 minutes into FP2, yeah. and I was like, this is so annoying. I honestly don't remember much about FP2. I feel like it was kind of... Lance also kind of, like, tapped into the barrier as well at one point. What was going on? Yeah, I feel like there were clearly evident signs of the show that was going to be this race, but I chose to ignore them. I was like, it's just a messy free practice. This is what everyone gets for not following Carlos's jet lag plan. Literally, literally, everyone was just Have you seen those black and white pictures of Carlos like smirking on Twitter, oh. being like, he planned this? Oh, it was, it's a picture of him and Alonzo, Alonzo right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. They were friends until they weren't. <laughs> and we'll get into why they're not friends anymore. FP3, I did not watch because I was out on the town, not at home, not in my senses. Yeah. So what do you have to say about FP3? Zal went off track and made contact with the barrier at turn two. Mm. And, like, whenever I see Zal get into any type of incidents, I just have, like, flashbacks to Silverstone, and I'm like, trauma. Oh, my God. The Frenchmen, the Frenchmen going third and fifth fastest lap. Oui, oui, mon ami. Get it? <laughs> like, the Frenchmen. Ooh. The Mustang Perez had, like, six fastest lap, and it was, like, a little messy, and he, like, seemed pretty frustrated. And I was like, mm. Mm-mm. Rip. And that was pretty much all my thoughts for mm. Free Practice 3. No thoughts. No thoughts. I mean, you had thoughts. A little bit of I thoughts. have no thoughts. Not much. Um, qualifying was... I was also... I had to rewatch this later because I was also not home. But Checo beached in Q1 mm. and red flagged the session. Yeah. Like, yikes. That's the one thing I have down under qualifying. <laughs> That's my one big thing. Albon... Al- Albon. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, Alex. I would never refer to your last name. We're besties. <laughs> Alex had a purple sector in Q1. Mm. I think it was a middle sector. This man, purple sector in a Williams. I need to see this man in a competitive car I right need to now. see him in a fast performing car. Maybe not a Mercedes or Ferrari. Maybe a Red Bull car. Well, Red Bull don't want him. But what other car is there? I don't know. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a sponsorship with Red Bull anymore. It ended last year, I'm yeah. pretty sure. So, right. And Red Bull don't want him. They kicked him off for not performing air quotes that was a dark time in f1 when is it not a dark time in f1 (laughs) (laughs) that's so true lights are always off piastri was out in q1 p16 is home race yeah that's so sad yeah uh q2 lando was in gravel but he didn't get beat she just kicked up gravel all over the track you know i always think about when they get in the gravel about how it gets inside the car yeah and i've heard about how like when that happens, mechanics get really, like, upset with the driver because, like, why would you do that? Mm. And sometimes the drivers have to clean it all up. It's, like, a punishment. <laughs> I think that's so funny. 
like you ain't going nowhere until you uh, clean this up. Carlos has some experience with that. It also like becomes obviously like a safety hazard because like what if like something gets lodged behind like mm-hmm. brakes or like anything. Mm-hmm. Also, Lando's radio during Q two being like they were like that's P thirteen and Lando's just like I know. <laughs> I was like yikes. Just reminding you in case you forgot. Q three Gasly and Q three. We used to pray for times like these. That was so great. Loved that. Ugh. Nico in Q3 was crazy. How in a Haas? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I wonder what that phone call to Gene must have been like. Like, Gene, Gene, it's going great. Gene, uh, uh, can you up the budget, maybe? A little um, bit. Nico was in Q3. Do you see? And the points. Great. Thanks. We were so close to an Alonzo pool. Mm. So close. I would have killed for an Alonzo pool, but it's fine. Also, like, people were pulling, like, a 117, and I was like, oh, like, this is great, this is great, like, it's gonna be competition, it's gonna be fun qualifying, and then Max st- sticks a 116, I'm like, you're so boring, yeah, like, I know. let the other people have a chance. Like, mix it up a little bit, like, at least, like, underperform, and then, like, extra perform during the race, when we're all like, wow, we didn't expect this after your qualifying performance. <laughs> like, mix it up a little bit, switch it up. Bruh, the Aston Martin's being better than the Ferrari in qualifying actually like love Aston but I'm just not like, even just in the qualifying but just in general, in general. yikes yeah. I know there was some tea with Ferrari about a toe a toe like like the slipstream a toe oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like an actual toe I, no 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 Sorry. oh not like on your feet <laughs> I was literally in my mind I'm like I had a big toe in my mind and I'm like what uh, like a toe like Right. Car. Yeah. So Carlos is supposed to give Charles a toe in Q1. I'm still picturing a big toe. Sorry. <laughs> and basically, Carlos thought they were doing a prep lap and Charles thought they weren't. So Charles started doing a push lap and Carlos was in the way because he was doing a warm up lap. My question is, is like, how y'all messing up simple communication? Question mark. You have a radio. Like, it's literally not like you're just telling them in the pit and they're like, okay, go. You can literally be like, hey, bud. Why are you pushing question mark? No, it's because they're actually, Ferrari's actually incompetent. Like, it's actually crazy. I don't know. Y'all are whack for that. I wonder what Charles said after that. Uh, Charles needs to fire Zavi so bad. Like, I actually can't. Like, after last race, like, you need, you need them gone. Yeah. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion, but. Maybe that's your hot take for the episode. <laughs> um, race events. Y'all, Let's get into that. Our this... Twitter and IG stories were popping off. And if you haven't seen it, you should definitely give us a follow. Literally the entire time, Elise and I were texting. The entire time we're like, I'm so sick. I'm going to vomit. I'm literally gagging. Like I'm going to throw up. I actually almost threw up four different times during that race. It was like physically gut-wrenching. Like I had to pee. I had to shit myself. I had to vomit. <laughs> like, I wanted to cry. I was going to fall asleep. Like, every single feeling in my body as, like, while watching this race. And I was like, Jesus Christ, please. So, before the race even started, we found out that Checo and Valtteri were starting from the pit lane because they changed their setup in Park Ferm. Ferm? Ferm. I can't speak French. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to say it. They say Ferme. 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 They say it so bad on F1 TV. I was like, what are you saying? I can't say it either, but I'm not a commentator. Um, I was watching the driver's parade um, on Instagram, and you can, like, see if people you're following are watching it. And Kika was watching it. I was like, this is so sweet. Stop. Let's get into the start of the race. So, at the very start, for, like, a very short period of time... Max had, like, lost out to both to George and Hamilton at the original start of the race. <laughs> but that was before the safety car that quickly showed up after that. So we had a safety car because Charles was in the gravel. Uh-huh. Literally turn one, lap one. Um, Lance and him, you know, kissed a little bit. 
There's a lot of a like smooch. a little smooch. There's a lot of controversy about if it was Charles's fault or Lance's fault. And like as much as I love both of them, I do think it wasn't Lance's fault. Mm-mm. Like I think I think it was just a racing incident. Like I don't think it was I don't know. I but, just think it was crazy that the race literally just started and there was like an art already like a DNF. And it was kind of just like <laughs> Once again, another sign of how the rest of the race was going to go that I just decided to ignore. See, out of habit, I literally thought it was Carlos in the gravel. I was like, oh my gosh, no, Carlos. Oh, it's Charles. <laughs> it's Charles. You look closer and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> what is it? It's like, not my circus, not my monkeys. Wait, it is my circus. It is my monkeys. <laughs> Safety car, as you said. Yeah. And... First of all, George is like complaining. He was like, you're asking me to manage my tires, but I'm being attacked by my own teammate. And I was like, okay, what is happening at Mercedes right now? Exactly. The girls are fighting. And then we were like, okay, Charles is out, but there's still hope for us. Some of our faves are still in the race. It's fine. Bam. Alex out. When does the pain end? It doesn't. Then bam, another red flag. After Well, this was the first red flag. Yeah. So first is a safety car. And under the safety car, George pitted. Yeah. Carlos pitted. Yeah. So George literally went from lead to, like, P7, but they were hoping that him having fresh tires would, like, benefit him. Fresh tires from how long was he on the track for? Who knows? Literally, I think this was lap nine. I'm not joking. Yeah, it was. It was lap nine. Because <laughs> I remember being like, I'm going to go do my laundry now. Like, I'm going to take a break while we're all here. <laughs> but the races red flagged. Apparently, there was damage to the barrier. There was gravel everywhere, yeah. so whatever. That's why. But George was not happy during the red flag because he already pitted in last pos- position. And on the radio, like, you can hear Toto being like, sorry, George, this screwed us. And George was actually understanding. He was like, I get it. Like, I don't blame you. Like, this is just how it happens. But you can see, like, in the paddock, like, Toto was, like, consoling George. Imagine if they did this at Ferrari every time they messed up. Oh, they could never. Toto's, like, actually, like... The commentator was, like, part team principal, part psychologist. And that takes me back to the quote of how they're just scared little children that you have to, like, literally be therapists for. And Toto's right. And that's what Toto does right. There was a standing start procedure for the restart after the red flag. And it was supposed to be, like, a safety car was going to take them on the outlap. And then they were going to line up. So when the safety car went in... Lewis was in the lead because yeah. George is pitted. And Max is behind Lewis and he's like, look, look at this. Is this more than 10 car lengths? Look at this. He's like trying to get the FIA to be on Lewis's ass. And when was the last time we saw Lewis in front of Max, first of all? It's giving, it's giving, what was that? 2021? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's giving 2021. Lewis was fine. The safety car lights were out and Lewis got to choose his own pace going into the restart. So like yeah. he was, there was no safety car. And what what's, what's kind of like bad was that Hamilton was going really slow and like whatever, as he gets, he's a leader, so he gets to like set the pace. Yeah. But he started going so slow that there's a camera shot of the back of the grid, like everyone literally breaking yeah. so hard, and like Kevin going off the track because Lewis is going slow, so slow that like everyone has to like try to keep their position. But it was actually so bad. I was like, this is kind of like Granny, speed it up. Jeez. It's also just kind of like a like annoying, like yeah. it's kind of a dick move. Like why would you? I don't know. I get it, but at the same time, I don't. But during the restart, Max overtook Lewis. Yeah. As usual. Not surprised. I mean, his short-lived, slow breaking everybody didn't last very long. My neighbors were literally screaming. I was wearing headphones. My headphones were connected to the TV because my roommates were sleeping. And I literally threw my headphones. I hear people screaming. And I'm like, listen, I live on, like, Jarvis. So, like, 
I hear screaming all the time. But this was within the building. Right. And I could not figure out where it was coming from, like upstairs, downstairs. But I was like, well, if you're downstairs, let me drop some more things because you're a Red Bull fan. It was literally around like this time of the night that my dad had come home after like picking himself up from the airport. He's like, why are you still awake? And I'm like, dad. This grammar is crazy. It's crazy. He's like, what? I'm like, it's crazy. And I was just like on the couch delirious. And he was like, okay, bye. <laughs> Coming upstairs. We all had hope for a uh, George recovery. But then he was barbecuing. He was on fire. He was That man flames. was literally set ablaze. Because they were first like, there's smoke coming out of the car. And then when you look at the back of the car, it's literal fire. And then it like keeps like, the way it was speeding was kind of interesting. But, and then it just kept getting worse. And I'm like, they told me to get out of the car. Like, he was barbecued. They said, let him cook. And he <laughs> no, everyone was like, oh my gosh, the Mercedes are cooking this weekend. They jinxed it. They were literally cooking. The cooking in question, his ass was literally on fire. Uh, then that brought out the next safety car, third safety car of the race, but this was a virtual safety car. Yeah. So everyone was still on the track and it was chill. But apparently while Max was leading, because, you know, we never see Max when he's leading because he's so far ahead of everyone. Apparently he hit and killed a bird and it was messing up the balance. (laughs) And it was messing up the balance of his front wing. When? I don't know. I saw a tweet about it and I was like, what is happening? On the track? Yeah. I thought they're supposed to tell you when there's an animal on the track. Well, not when it's dead. (laughs) Was Was it already dead or did he kill it? No, he killed it. Oh, from so- what I what, from what I read. Wow, no remorse. No remorse. He probably didn't even notice. You probably not. Damn. <laughs> I mean, at least he got to go out being like, "I met the world champion." How'd you go out, the world champion? Yeah, the world champion killed me. <laughs> Just when we thought, okay, maybe this is the last, you know, like last, like really messed up thing that's gonna happen in the race. This was just the beginning. Kevin Megson, his tire literally gone, flying off the car. He hit the wall a little bit, and his back right tire went flying. It was literally in the middle of the track. It was just, once again, my mind, like, immediately went to, like, God, I wonder what this phone call with Gene is like right now. (laughs) Like, I imagine what, like, the Drive to Survive episode about this is going to be crazy. I was thinking about this. It's like Australia is going to be next year's Silverstone. Like, they're just going to, the entire like season is just going to be about Australia. It's surpassed what Silverstone was because it it's just Silverstone copy and paste like six times throughout the race. And I'm just imagining what this phone call was like with Gene. But it was just funny to see him drive without like his back right tire there, and he's just like pulling into the corner, and he's like, okay. And his debris everywhere. There was not debris. Just a tire. There was debris. Nick debris. <laughs> Nick debris. I'm I'm Nick debris. <laughs> I'm gone. Oh I'll have my to go god. Call Gene. I'm out of here. Uh, for the Kevin accident, they had another red flag. Yeah. And this is where everyone was like, why? Why is there another red flag? I guess there was a tire on track. Once again, tire and debris that was literally expanding over that entire part. And obviously when the tire comes off, there's going to be other things that come off with the tire Exactly. As well. And like, do you really want to be like driving over bolts and whatever you used to make a car and birds? Mm-hmm. No. So. We were both texting. And we had to go to the bathroom so bad. So this was a red flag. This red flag is a blessing in disguise. Cause it was a pee break. It was. I literally had to go to the bathroom. So I thought I was going to explode. I was like, please, 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 please. <laughs> but the top three's reactions to the red flag, Max, Lewis, and Alonzo, they played their radios and they were all pissed. Yeah. Extra Lewis was kind of like, do you think they'll restart the race? Hoping that they'll just like, you know, end it. Because there's literally only two laps left at this point. This is where things got 
heck of confusing. Uh, it was crazy because it was two laps left. It was a final lap shootout. And I was just like, what could happen? Because, you know, the starts of a Grand Prix are always the craziest because it's 20 cars going into one corner. Yeah. Like throughout the race, it's fine because everyone's spread out based on pace. Yeah. But at the start, everyone's like trying to go into the same corner, right? And I was so scared. Yeah. I was so scared because I was like, I don't, <laughs> like, the start of a race is already anxiety-inducing enough, and I would not want to relive that, but we had to. And part of it, I personally feel like there's even more emotion that's coming into this restart. Because mm-hmm. I feel like at the start of the race, yeah, you're fighting to maintain, like, position, but you're also fighting to set, like, an impression, rather, when you have two laps left. Like, you're fighting to keep where you are now, mm-hmm. like, so much more, because there isn't the time that you have to, like, change, essentially, your place on the grid. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like everyone was going into it with like so much anger and like emotion and i feel like you can see that result mm-hmm. and what happens next well during the red flag all i have to say is daniel and george just kicking in the pit there was this time where they put the camera on daniel and like literally the entire stadium was like cheering and you can see him kind of like look up in confusion and be like what are they cheering about and it's him on camera and then he waves and i just thought that was so funny everyone's a danny rick fan also george just like leaning against the paddock wall examining the red bull mm. he's like what are they what are they doing here that we're not like what you got in your car that's <laughs> making moves like that sandbags apparently there's a rumor that they're actually their performance is like way better than than they're like making it seem and they're sandbagging right now don't the cars get checked though you're allowed to sandbag oh it just takes away from your like performance but they could be purposely doing that Mm. also pierre was in his car like eating something like chewing i'm like what are you doing right now homie but you know a girl's gotta eat gotta eat eat. let's talk about this restart are you ready because i'm kind of not it's kind of just like they don't even give you time to breathe. They're like, let me let me situate myself back in my chair. They're like, no. In quite literally a matter of seconds into the restart, Carlos tipped Alonso into a spin in turn one. And behind that, Pierre took avoiding action, you know, to not collide with them, but ended up hitting his fellow Frenchman as well. Uh, he didn't realize Esteban was behind him, both the Alpines out. The damage was so bad. Like the front wing was literally like, you, there was no front wing. You couldn't even tell. He didn't, he couldn't tell, like, obviously because his first reaction is going to be to avoid the collision that's already mm-hmm. happening in front of him, and he didn't know where anyone was, let alone his own teammate, mm-hmm. and then it just happened to have been Esteban that was there, and then at the same time, Logan ran into the back of Nick DeVries as well. Yeah. And so many cars out, literally, like, I think in the whole race, eight cars DNF'd. Yeah. Only 12 cars were left. It's also, it's, like, sad because, like, yeah, Pierre could have, like, <laughs> crashed into anybody else, but I had to take out his own teammate as well. And kind of like taking out their chance. especially when they're already frenemies. Like yeah. they like they're recovering frenemies. Please don't do this to them. But I feel like y'all can't fight in a situation like this when literally everyone else is also crashing into each other. That part. So it's kind of just like don't take it personal. You were just there at the wrong time. Also, after the race, they made them like make a video together, but talking about the race, and they're like smiling, and I'm like, oh, they were stealing the C two, the C two marketing <laughs> strategy. They, they were like, this is our getting along shirt. Like, <laughs> do you know that meme I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, FIA was investigating the restart, and the commentators were like, what are they investigating themselves? I was like, that is so real. What and are you investigating? he was like, there are four different possibilities of how we can restart this race. And I'm like, shoddy. What is that? Why are we restarting, is my question. Like, the commentators were kind of killing me, because I love how they were kind of just like, what are you doing? What is this? <laughs> the, well, 
Why? The fact that a red flag restart resulted in a red flag restart is actually insane and sick and twisted. Basically, what they did is that restart, they ended up deleting the lap of that restart. Like, oh, that didn't happen. And they were going to go back to the original positions. Yeah, literally. The original positions that you were supposed to have for the other restart, we're going to do the same for this one. But I'm like, that's so unfair. Yeah. Because all these people are out now because of the restart you wanted to do. And like, like, literally millions of dollars of damage that you did. Ugh. Then Carlos was hit with his five second uh, penalty. I the audio, the the, he was crying. I think he was actually crying in the car. I begging. It hurt my soul. Oh my gosh! It was so sad. Please, please reconsider. And it's so messed up that he got a penalty for a lap that they deleted. How can you give a penalty for a lap that in your eyes did not exist? You're literally taking that into effect and applying it to everything else, but not to this. And it's kind of just like, what's the point of giving him the penalty for something that technically does not exist? Tell me. And it's literally so similar to what happened with Lance and Charles, and that was a racing incident. Why isn't this a racing incident? Do you think it's going to be escalated? Did they talk about it in the post-show? Carlos got interviewed in the post-show about the penalty, and he was so upset. He was like... I don't want to talk about this because I'm really upset and I'm really angry and I don't want to say anything. I just want to go talk to the stewards first. He literally, like, didn't even say anything. Same thing with Pierre. They tried to interview Pierre. Pierre was like, I can't, I'm actually, like, so upset and angry. Like, I can't really say anything. Sorry. Like, he literally walked away mm-hmm. mid-question. Such a boundary. But the podium was Max Lewis Alonso. Kind of iconic. No, literally, what year is it? Right? Like, seeing that, like, group of people, I was like, ugh. Championship podium? I love to see it. Also, like, Lewis hasn't been on the podium since, like, last, what, last season Brazil question mark? I don't so, remember. It's kind of crazy. Both McLarens were in the points, unfortunately. In his, in Lando's post-interview, he was like, luck wasn't on our side. Unluck wasn't. So he was like, we're, we weren't lucky. We were just not unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know and what? At least Facts. he was able to acknowledge that. Will Buxton was talking about how wild social media was going over Max's restart position on that second restart. And we were the wild ones in question. We were the wild ones in question because I was like, wait, I'm kind of sick of seeing Max and I kind of want drama. (laughs) So maybe let's escalate this. But Sam Collins, thank you so much. You are literally a lifesaver. I love it when he pulls out his markers, his magnifying glass on the like TV and he like zooms on everything and shows it. So basically he was still on the line. It was just like the angles looked different. Mm. He was on the line. The part of the tire that touches the ground was on the line. So it was not considered out of the box. See, and like that's not too hard to explain. So to everyone that was being rude in our Twitter comments. Oh, the words I cannot even say on the podcast, calling us a dumb F word. Yeah. And literally, like, this is why I have a love-hate relationship with Twitter. Because I'm like, you guys, like, this is where the F1 community is. But the men on here actually scare me. It's like, I get scared. I get scared sometimes. Because I'm like, what if this ends up on the wrong person's feed? Like, especially even, like, with TikTok. I'm like, let's hope we don't end up on, like, the Red Bull fan TikTok. If not, they're going to come That's for what us. I mean. I get so scared of getting on the wrong side of TikTok. And it's also the fact that, like, if a man were to see something like that, they wouldn't get attacked. But because we're, like, two women, women having a podcast, like, if we see something that someone disagrees with or might be wrong, like, we're going to get attacked for it and literally, like, get called dumb efforts for it. Yeah. They literally, it's under, like, blocked, like, you can't see Literally, Twitter on. blocks the reply because yeah. it's like against like community guidelines almost they're literally like bullying it's like it's because they look at their profile picture and they're like ah women i you know what i hate i hate seeing that comment with just woman in the coffee cup and like when people call i hate that boils my blood whenever i see those comments on pictures and i was like y'all are annoying whatever back to pierre we were kind of concerned about 
Pierre having a potential race ban for causing a collision with his teammate, but I think they kind of de-escalated the situation because it was with his own teammate. Yeah. So, like, obviously they're not going to try to get it investigated because it was within the team. That potential race ban is looming over Pierre. Yeah. Where I'm so scared for the day it happens, but you know what? We get to see Jack Duhan on the track, so maybe I'm not that sad about it. Pierre was also just doing so well during the race overall, uh, and it was, like... was consistently P5. It was really good, and I was like, I've, like, we've prayed for days like this, and then <laughs> look at the end result. Uh, like... Honestly, the entire race, we didn't even see Valtteri. He literally was so unbothered. Yeah. And he didn't DNF. He was just chilling. He was avoiding like, all the drama. Should, King. That little sneak peek into our next episode, my roommate literally said that Valtteri is the most, most unbothered person on the track based on his birth chart. Let's go to our hot takes. Um, This is like actually kind of a hot take because I don't know if I like... It's on the border of hot take where it's like, do I fully agree with this? Yes or no? I kind of want like all races to kind of be like this <laughs> like i don't necessarily want like all the like the dnfs and all the, like the stopping and restarting whatever it but like although i was like sick to my literal stomach it was very entertaining mm-hmm. it was very there was like so much changes it's not what you're used to seeing especially even like after qualifying like the layout of the grid it's very different than what you're used to and mm-hmm. i like when there's actual competition i like when there's a mix-up a mix-up a nice mix-up I, I not that i want everyone crashing into everything no i don't want this ever again but like i like the energy that this race had brought in and like i had tweeted i was like oh although we're only three races into the season this is made to feel like we're 17 races into the season oh my gosh literally it's a third race I know. It's only the third race, and I feel like they've compiled anything that can happen into this one race, it's, which is kind of nice. The third race, and Charles has DNF twice. He's a 66% chance of DNFing so far. <laughs> we don't do math unless it comes to Charles. <laughs> My hot take is that, as a Ferrari fan, I hate to say this, but I don't think we are going to be competitive this season. Oh. I know That's it's... not a hot take. I think we've done know that. <laughs> I know it's only a third race, and they're trying to, like figure out a new setup for Imola. We're not performing, and I just don't think we have it. I'll see you guys next year in 2024. Yeah. We're Aston Martin fans now. Oh, Honestly, I've low-key been an Aston Martin fan since last year because Seb, love Lance. Ugh, Seb! Uh, love I wonder Seb. what Seb thought about the race <laughs> yesterday. I wonder if Seb was watching. Seb needs to have a podcast. Oh, my God. And he needs to come <gasps> on ours. If Seb, because Seb could talk about formula one you can talk about lifestyle you can talk about family you can talk about anything so you mean seb needs to become an influencer seb you just like oh that's we're, we're pretty tired if you can tell it's been uh, hectic it's been a long weekend. weekend yeah um we'll see you next week for our astrology episode we have a guest um as ash mentioned earlier special guest surprise surprise, surprise guest it's um, a ginger i'm <laughs> gonna get ready um, and our, we're just gonna yeah dive deep into astrology our podcast is now also on spotify and google podcast uh, google podcast we're google working Play. on apple music apple music is giving me a hard time i'm working on a few apple music users i'm an apple music user i feel you don't even worry i just got you covered but thank you so much for listening whether you're on youtube spotify or spirit live and we'll see you next week when we get into the nitty-gritty